0: Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real Ghost Chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Once in a while, Marianne will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, the supernatural. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode.
1: i'm marianne paul america's lady of supernatural thrillers a charter member of a wonderful group of authors called author masterminds and your host on real ghost chatter i'm thrilled today i'm really thrilled to welcome devon from amador paranormal investigation and research group devon heads this group he and his team explore haunted locations but as exciting to me is devon's life-changing experience which brought him to this line of work is as interesting and as as his investigations are. Devin had the experience of dying and coming back to life. I've read about them, but never had the chance to talk to someone until today who has gone through this. Not to give it away, so I'm going to ask Devin to tell you his own story about his experience. To learn more about Amador Paranormal, you can find them on Facebook under Amador Paranormal Investigation and Research. At the end of this interview, I will also ask Devin to give us that and any other place that you can find his investigations. I did take a look at the page on Facebook and I'm gonna say, wow, it has lots of wonderful investigations and information on there. Welcome to the show, Devin. Thank you. You have experience I've never, I have interviewed few people who have psychic abilities, but none that have the, the ones you do. And yours are so honed, I feel like I'm being drawn right into a, a wonderful story, but this is reality. So I'm gonna ask you to start sharing, if you would, what happened to you, actually what happened before you had this big event in your life that occurred that caused you to be even more open to the supernatural.
0: And, and thank you very much for, the, for, for being on the show and everything. Yes, uh, basically, most of my stories go back even farther than, than most would even remember. A lot of my stories, you know, come back from uh, even before I was even born. I remember as far back as being in the womb of my mother and being in another room. Prior to that, uh, I remember stories of things that happened when I was a child, even uh, just starting elementary school, junior high, high school, a lot of paranormal stories on that end, and even just, you know, every day of life, of living uh, throughout college, uh, I could tell you stories about how I uh, left my body and uh, walked around uh, in the area of uh, the Bay Area of San Francisco and, and visited people that uh, that were dead, and just everyday life of that. Tell you stories about how I was I died and came back to life. Uh, but, I mean, where do you want me to start? Where, where would you like me to start at? I would love you
1: to tell us about a little bit before what you experienced, before you had your death experience, because I want to hear that story, too. I want my listeners to hear that story.
0: Okay, so I was in college. I went down Valley College in, in Concord, California. I was going to take a class, and this class... Uh, basically had to deal with kind of outer body experiences. And my instructor says, he goes, he goes, So have, have any of you ever left your body? I mean, do, do any of you even know how to do that? And so he taught us how to do it. And we would be in this room and he was in another room and the room had no windows. There, there was no windows, no doors, just one light and that was it. And he would turn off the light. And so it was completely quiet. I mean, you could yell as loud as you want in this room and nobody could hear you outside. It complete audio, everything was recorded, there was video, everything. And so he wanted us to test the way that, and this is kind of like the beginning of the paranormal. This was, this is around the same time when Ghost, uh, Ghost, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters was a huge hit at the time and it kept on being a huge hit you know i mean there wasn't too many people that were doing paranormal research or anything they were just kind of researching it to the point of like what is the paranormal how, how does the paranormal work you know and this is basically how this was going on and so of course we ended up in this room and it took weeks you know this wasn't like a couple of days it took weeks to actually do this and so he would teach us to sleep you know and how to relax our bodies and how to make it so that we were connected more to our soul than to our body you could hear your heart you could hear yourself think you know you were able to leave your body and and you would be in this room and it was very you, you had to be very careful because you could die you, you could literally go to sleep and die on your your way to heaven i mean you can leave and, uh, you know, if you, if you didn't do it correctly, you, you, you would die that, that, that motion that day. Uh, you know, so it was very dangerous. It was, it wasn't very, you know, there wasn't much of a safety precaution here. So, we were sitting in the room, and he goes, okay, well, each person's going to go in the room. You're going to have about two hours. It's all going to be recorded and audioed and everything. And so, of course... Uh, sometimes it didn't work, but whenever time I went in there, it worked. I mean, I was able to walk right through the wall and I'd see everything, I saw everything going on. I I know all the stories that everybody ever even talked to me about, or even talked about w- without me even being there. Even they're like, oh, I can hear the guy snoring, you know, I bet you he's just in there taking a free nap, you know? and this one lady came running in, going that there was a fire somewhere. And, you know, and 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 so of course, you know, all this was being recorded, not just in the room that I was in, but also being recorded in the room that I wasn't in. So of course, you know, there's no way that I would have been able to tell all those people after I woke up, what I heard, what I saw, without actually leaving my body. And and that's exactly what happened. I actually, like, I woke up after two hours. The alarm went off. And I woke up. And it was a really big, deep sleep. I walked out. And I told my professor, I said, well, I left my body. And they were like, yeah, right. You know, everybody says that, you know. I said, no, really. I left my body. And there was a fire. I went to go look at the fire. And I told this woman to leave. And she heard me. And she left, and it was about a four-story building. It was uh, three blocks down the road. I, I told him exactly what time of day this was, and there's no way I could have known this because I was asleep. There's no way I could know this. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, this is amazing. This is, there is so much research going on right this second as we talk. This is amazing. This is more research than they've ever, like, received, ever. And so he ended up passing away, unfortunately. He he went a little bit beyond what he wanted to do, and he ended up going to sleep one day at his house, and he never woke up. Oh, wow. Uh, nobody knows why or what happened. Uh, they don't know if he had a heart attack or, or a stroke or someone came and tried to wake him up while he was or leaving his body, but um, yeah, he um, he went beyond what he wanted to do and beyond his safety, you know, measures and everything, and yeah, basically he never woke up.
1: Wow, have you seen uh, him after?
0: Yeah, actually, I, I have. I've seen him a few times. He's doing really well. He hangs out with his family. He watched his uh, great granddaughter grow up. He would have passed away probably about, uh, a few years ago, if, if anything. He was a lot older back then. When you see him now, it's more like he's in his like thirties, forties. When people die, they die kind of in their, you know, state of the way they are when they're alive. But when you see them dead, sometimes you see him older. A lot of times, you know, it's, they're kind of just like half the age of when they pass away.
1: I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that is an interesting observation on your part because you see them. I don't. Do you have any idea why that is? Why some will come older and some will come as if they're just like younger than they um, were when they died?
0: I think it has something to do with their age group or, or just how, how they are in that realm. Like our realm is kind of like, it's always moving all the time i mean it's moving so much that we're i'm actually amazed at how old we really are like for example um if you were on another planet for example in another universe sorry you know the the years would go by a lot quicker for every minute that we're we're on earth so for every minute that went by we would you would be about another seven years on top of that
1: like a dog's oh, wow. life, huh? <laughs>
0: uh, exactly, and, and there and it's been recorded that this is a hundred percent true. Mm. Uh, but you know, that's the thing is that in another realm uh, on on Earth, it, it's totally different. It, it's it's nothing like what you see with your own eyes. It's darker. Some of them are kind of light. I've only seen one that it was light, and that's before I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, but it when in the darker realms and it doesn't mean it's negative it, it could be a positive realm it, it doesn't even have to be negative or positive in those realms they see us kind of like a blur just like we see them a blur and the volume is different uh the speech is different but the way that they see us it's kind of like black and white it's like I guess you could say it's like, I don't know how, how well you know about animals, but like if you know about uh, how dogs see humans, they only see us in black and white. Mm-hmm. So that's how they recognize, you know, who we are. They, they recognize most of us because of their smell, because they have 4,200 different senses in their, in their nose. Right. In their senses, so of course they can tell If we're evil or if we're bad, if we're good, if we're sick, if we're going to die soon. They know more about us than we know about each other. (laughs) That's a fact. Um, But the way they see us, they see us in black and white. So they see us in shadows. And that's exactly how the paranormal looks at us, too. They see us in shadows. So they don't even know if we're for real. But the way we see them, we're like going... Is that for real or is that fake or, or was I seeing something? Maybe I'm about to have a stroke. You know, you start seeing things and you're like going, um, well, the doctor would say that if you see this, then you're having a stroke, but that's not true. Um, well, you know, a lot of people think that they say, okay, well, if I see this, maybe there's something wrong with my eyes. So they go and see a doc, you know, an eye doctor and they go, well, there's nothing wrong with your eyes. Well, but I saw a shadow figure. Okay, well, you know, some people believe in that stuff. Some people don't.
1: Right. I tend to believe in it. A couple of times I've experienced that something out of the corner of my eye thing that looks like a shadow of some kind. Right. That was before I got old enough to have floaters in my eyes. I'm saying just like, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) but literally I've had that experience and I, I have, I I am, I pray I'm a big prayer. And so literally I prayed it away. You know, I haven't had it happen. Well, for probably a few years, but when we moved into this house, those things were happening more regularly than I wanted it to have happen. Right. So I can see that. And and
0: that's the thing you know, about certain people, you know, the, the non-believers, you know, those people are fun to play with because, you know, everybody on the planet, every single person, living person on the planet, well, maybe not all living, some, some could be even dead too, the, the dead don't even believe that the living even exists, <laughs> um, unless they actually know you, uh, or talk to you or whatnot, or they even talk back, but I mean, even the living, you know, It's funny how you run into somebody and they go, oh, I don't believe in ghosts. Oh, do you believe in God? No, I don't believe in God either. Well, then it even gets even more complicated. Because if they don't believe in God, then it's even a harder factor. Um, But the people that do believe in God, then you go, well, you do understand that in the Bible it states about the Holy Ghost. Mm
1: -hmm. It's God's spirit.
0: If you believe in God and you believe in the Bible, then you believe in ghosts too. And then they really had nothing
1: to say. (laughs) Well, a lot of people think that they're just, you know, depending on where they, what religion, uh, you know, they're demons or whatever. And there are, by the way, there are. And that's, you know, why I write what I do. But literally, you know, I, I do a lot of research on this, just not like you do. But because, you know, it's also in the Bible about spirits that have been called out. Right. Because the witch of Endor is in the Old Testament talks about that and literally people when i say no that person that was called out wasn't there what shouldn't have been called out god said don't do it but it was a spirit it wasn't a demon right so that's another argument i mean if you want to go go to the old testament take a look at it read that because people don't understand that you know jesus talked about it
0: well even even jesus ended up being a spirit as well i mean you know when he died and he walked through the through the rock, you know, that they had him in the cave and everything, you know, he he was still a spirit, which means that spirits do exist.
1: Well, spirits do. He actually... Rose from the dead and they moved the rock, but he in his form, he could walk through walls in that form. And so who knows what's going to happen, right? How exciting. Anyway, (laughs) I'd be okay with walking through a wall and not having to open the door. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I I know that there are non-believers, but I also know there are people that sometimes they're afraid and don't want to believe.
0: Right. There are a lot of people out there that are afraid. In fact, uh, we have a couple. Of, uh, do believe, but don't believe that you know they, they they've never seen a ghost. They've never seen a spirit. They have seen certain things, but they just think that basically they you know it was, it was a deja vu, or or maybe it was just something that you know a car drove by, and they're like, oh well, a car drove by, you know, or. Or, you know, or, um, I don't know. It was a moon reflection through the window and it was, it was making it look like a, a spirit, you know, it could have been, you know, I mean, there's just so many different things out there that people try to find uh, to debunk, you know, that what they saw didn't really exist. People out there and they're like going, well, you know, it's fun to debunk it. You know, it proves that basically that, you know, that maybe what we did see wasn't really what we saw. But then again, at the same time, that's almost no different from saying, okay, so what you're saying is, is that, you know, deja vu doesn't exist because you're second guessing yourself on a regular basis. You basically second guess yourself every single day. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so if you decide that you want to go to the store, are you going to go now? Or are you going to wait until later? Are you going to buy this item or are you going to wait until later and buy it later down the road? Are you gonna buy something on sale now or are you gonna buy it when it's not on sale? You know, all these different things of how people think these days, they second guess everything that they're doing. people that second guess if ghosts or spirits or, or or whatever's going on around them, it's kinda of sad really. Um but you know those people are normal. They're 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 happy with their lives. They, they enjoy living the way that they, their life is, and that there's nothing wrong with that. You know, at the same time, someone might come up to them and say, "So, do you believe in ghosts?" Well, you know, I'm a paranormal investigator, but you know, I haven't really found anything. I, I do see things every once in a while, but I debunk them, so I find out that they're not real. Hmm. Me, every once in a while. I'd say, I'd say once in a blue moon, I can debunk something. But it's debunking for me is really, 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 really hard because there's just so much out there that I'm seeing that it's almost impossible for me to actually debunk it without proving it. Huh. Interesting.
1: That's a really interesting perspective. I tend to yeah, try to debunk it before I decide it's something paranormal. Yeah, only because, I can't
0: you know. really do that because I see them all the time. Well, yeah, um, you're
1: different than I am. I don't see them all the time.
0: See, when when I see them, um, like for example, um, my wife and I, we were driving down the road. This was uh, this was a couple weeks ago. We were driving down the road, and I saw a woman, and she had no hair. Uh, So obviously she had some kind of cancer. And she was walking up the road, and I looked over, and I saw her walking up the road, and she was staring right at me. And I was thinking to myself, well, either she just died, or or that was a real person. So I asked my wife, I said, did you see that lady walking up the road? And she goes, yeah, I saw her. Well, that means that she was alive. Because obviously (laughs) she wasn't dead, because otherwise she'd say, no, I saw nothing. And then, of course... Uh, there's been some times where basically I'll see a man on the middle of the road. I will literally either swerve or slam on my brakes, and then automatically I went right through them. And she'd be like, you know, my wife would say, what happened? What are you doing? And I'd be like, don't worry, I'm driving. <laughs> you know, because uh, I don't want to freak her out because otherwise I start thinking too much about it. Especially when I'm driving, it's really hard because... I see them more and more out there on the road than anything else. It gets so difficult just driving alone. Sometimes I, I literally can't even have my wife drive me around town because it's not that I just don't feel comfortable. It's the fact that I see so many people. Well, sorry, I don't see people. I see spirits out on the road. I'm afraid that I might grab the wheel And pull her off of the road.
1: I see. Yeah, that would be scary. Because I'm
0: so afraid that I can't tell if they're real or not until we've actually ran them over.
1: Wow, I am, that I've never, not heard anyone say that to me before. I mean, I've heard some people say, you know, a apparition was so real, they thought it was a real person, you know, it vanished, blah, blah, blah. But I have never heard somebody tell me of the number you are seeing. And that you, and all every one of those, you can't tell if they're alive or dead.
0: Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you unless they were actually moving. Wow. Uh, it, when they move, they flicker. Uh, oh. And I can tell definitely, like, right away. Uh, but sometimes if they're just standing there, I can see them as clear as I see you on your picture.
1: Wow. That is astounding. Do you have nightmares about this?
0: Um, How do you accept this most in your world? Of my nightmares are true stories. <laughs> there are, uh, things that have happened or haven't happened.
1: Or are going to happen. Most of
0: my uh, nightmares are from, uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't call them nightmares. I, I call them just regular dreams. You know, things that, uh, that have happened even prior to my life. I witnessed my, my grandfather in World War II. And this was when he was alive at the time. Sleeping right next to him, we actually took a kind of like a a zap nap or or that's how he would look at it as uh he took a nap on the tv when when just watching tv he'd have a remote control in his hand he'd fall asleep (laughs) you know and and i'd be like can you turn up the volume and he'd be snoring (laughs) and i was just like oh here let me do that for you and he called it a zap nap and so uh so of course we took a zap nap together one time and i woke up and this was hours later, and he'd be like, wow, you must have been really tired. You, you slept more than I did. And I said, um, Grandpa, we have something to talk about. And he goes, okay. And I said, look, I know you don't want to talk about this, and I know it's really hard to talk about, but I really need to ask you some questions about what happened in the war. And I tell you, it took me some time to get him to open up it literally took some time i i wish i had this on recorder i wish that basically that we had cell phones back then i was i was younger at the time so of course you know there was really no way of recording it back then i mean i i i wish so much that i could go back in time and just record this it was unbelievable but um i told him that you know during in my dream this is what i dreamt about and so i told him about world war Two. I told him exactly where he was at, and who I was, and why we were there. Uh, it was at, in the uh, uh, in uh, in Europe, mm-hmm. uh, the European theater, uh, close to that. I told him uh, that uh, there was four people that were there. Uh, they were all uh, just digging holes, and it was about to storm, and so everyone was digging holes. I told him that basically. This was roughly like around November or so. It was hadn't snowed yet, but it was there was a lot of rain, and uh, so they were out in the dirt. They're digging holes, and I said, I said, you know, uh, you you said that you that you needed to dig this hole deeper than normal because you had a feeling that their bomb was going to go off, that someone was going to drop a bomb near you guys, and so you were telling everybody to dig deeper than normal. Usually you only dig deep three feet. You told everybody to dig at least six to seven feet down and then you guys were going to put this giant log over you so that if a bomb did go off if it hit the wood the strap metal would have hit the wood and not your heads. Wow. Well, after I was done talking to him about this story he was crying. Hmm. I've never seen my grandfather cry ever in my entire life Mm -hmm. even when his father passed away he was strong Mm -hmm. he never even cried to that this is the first time I ever saw my grandfather cry ever he looked at me and he goes you know I've always known that you had a special gift but I didn't know it was this this powerful I was going to say
1: your gift is powerful
0: he goes, you know, I, I I never thought that I would ever have to go back to that day. But you're uh, you're about a thousand percent correct. Wow. That's exactly what happened. The bomb did go off. Uh, it destroyed pr- probably half of the building. If we did not dig six feet down and put that huge tree over us, we would have been all dead. You you wouldn't not have ever been alive today. Wow.
1: So he had a gift of his own, in a sense.
0: He was able to see the future uh, really well. In fact, he knew about 2020. He knew about the pandemic before anyone else did. Mm-hmm. He didn't live... Uh, well, he may have lived uh, during the last pandemic uh, prior, but uh, I think he was more of a child back then, so he didn't know too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, was, uh, he was born in uh, 1915, uh, sorry, nineteen eleven and my grandmother was born in nineteen fifteen. So I mean they both lived during the last pandemic.
1: Yeah, they lived but, during the Spanish flu. That was right. nineteen eighteen, yeah.
0: He told me this maybe about uh I said oh, about twenty years ago. You ever saying, uh, that, you know, to be ready. He said, you know, I don't know how bad it's gonna be, but it's gonna be pretty bad. And so even before the pandemic even happened, I actually have proof that I actually talked about the pandemic uh, prior to the pandemic actually happening in 2020. You know, I I told lots of people to, you know, be ready. This is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to be, you know? And they were like, how do you know this? And I said, because my grandfather told me for years. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's it's not going to end. I mean, people think that it's done. It's oh, it's not. not. Done.
1: I agree. It is
0: not done. It's going to happen. It, this is going to continue on for the next four years, mm-hmm. or actually, it's going to be three years. I mean, eventually, it will fade away. It's going to, you know, affect everybody in the long run.
1: Well, it uh, it affects everybody in a in a lot of ways, and even mm-hmm. if they didn't get the right. illness,
0: it's not even a mental rate. It, it's it's more of a physical and mental rate you know it's um it's not just about you know sickness it's nope. about you know how we're living our lives how yep. much the cost of living is going to be yep. you know things are going to go
1: up you and i will definitely need to have a discussion about that sounds like we of course yeah of course but we've got you know i can't believe our time is gone It has gone really fast and we haven't <laughs> even gotten even part of what i wanted to talk to you about can you quickly share one of your investigations that's, that you've done at, with Amador that sticks out in your mind? Uh, yes. I know I'm putting okay. you on the spot and all, but, you know.
0: Yeah, no, 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 it's all right. Okay, uh, let's see here. <laughs> we were uh, investigating at at Preston Castle. This was about a month ago. A very historical place. It's listed on the map. Everyone knows about it. Uh, located in Ione. Uh, it's called Preston Castle, and I own. I could tell you the history, but it would take me too long of a, uh, of this to go on.
1: Um, I think I know about Preston Castle. It, it, it
0: was it was a school for uh, yep. for kids that that weren't old enough to go to jail or prison. Right. Uh, so what they did is they took these kids that either either they started fires or they stole things or or they even murdered people. You know, they ended up going to this school. Uh, so I mean, you know. And a lot of kids, you know, they could have even been, you know, just maybe their parents passed away and they just didn't have a place to put them. So they put them there, Mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't a really bad school, but it wasn't a good one either. Um, There was a lot of bad things that happened there. A lot of murders that happened there. A lot of kids died there. A lot of the people that, that worked there perished away because they were murdered or something happened or they got sick. Uh, so, I mean, you know, there's a lot of hauntings that go on there, a lot of hauntings. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just people that, that grew up there or lived there, but also the people that have died around the area for the last hundred years as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know the, it's, it's, a, it's a building. You can see it from hundreds of miles away, five stories high. and it's got a bell tower and everything which it looks beautiful by the way but um and of course they've been working on it so what we wanted to do is we wanted to uh get involved into the first paranormal investigation there so we we contacted uh the the actual owners and and the paranormal group that was in charge of it and we said hey you know we're from the area and they said yeah we know who you are you know and we were like okay well we have a large group and we wanted to investigate the first time that you guys open up. And they said, that sounds excellent. We'll definitely do it. So they they ended up opening up and we got in and, and we all we went through their entire spiel about their rules and everything and, and whatnot. And, you know, it's always important to have rules. You know, it's mm-hmm. always important because mm-hmm. you don't want people to walk in there thinking they can do whatever they want. I agree. You know and especially when this is a historical building it it costs a lot of money you know to rent out this building it costs you about two thousand dollars just to rent wow that's for the deposit by the way wow deposit is two thousand dollars and then it's another two thousand dollars rent with your own money with with the people that you want to be you know to investigate with and that's just for one night now if anything goes wrong guess what that's where your deposit comes in mm-hmm. so if you break a wall you break a window you break something that you shouldn't even be breaking guess what that's where the deposit goes mm-hmm. it goes towards the fixing of of the place that needs to be fixed and that's where all the money goes anyways so while we were there we walked through the entire place and we broke up into two teams so that we went uh, you know uh, one team would go in one area, another team would go in another area, and you can't hear the other people. You know I mean? This place is really big. Floor uh, on an area where most people wouldn't be able to get to anyway, so it was a special time for all of us. Uh, so we were on the third floor, and uh, before we got to the third floor, we were on the second floor. So we're on the second floor, and everybody's kind of ready get ready to go upstairs. And I said, well, I can't go up there yet. And they said, why? And I said, well, the spirit that's on the, on the stairway, he's telling me that I can't go up there yet. So I have to wait. And they were kind of confused a little bit. So why can't you go upstairs? And I said, well, you guys can go up there because it won't bother you, you know? They, you know, he can see me. I can see him. I can hear him. He can hear me. But you guys can't see them, so it's okay, you can go up there. He'll try to stop you, you know, you might feel a wind or something, you might feel someone tapping your shoulder going, excuse me, what are you doing? But he's not gonna bother you. So I waited a little bit, and of course, you know, I looked back up, and he goes, okay, we're done up here, you can come up, up come on up. Huh. So I looked over at everybody, and I said, okay, we can go up there now. And he goes, so is it okay with the ghost? And I said, yeah, he said it's fine. Um, He said that basically they were cleaning up their rooms. And so, of course, you know, they they felt uncomfortable about me coming up there because I'd be able to see, you know, who they are and what they are. And it was weird because the ghost knew who I was. I mean, he knew who I was. He knew that I could see him. Hmm. And they all knew that I could see them. It was just really strange because usually that doesn't happen. Usually they ignore me until I actually say, Hey, how's it going? Um, I'm Devin, I'm a paranormal investigator. I'm not here to you know, bother you or harass you or provoke you. I just want to learn more about you. You know, if you don't want me to be here, please let me know and I'll go somewhere else. You know, and they tell me. They go, you know, you're not welcome here. You need to leave. You can go over there, you can go over here, but just leave us alone, and, and, I'll, and I do that. You know, I, I, I do it 100 percent because I wouldn't want them to come back and haunt me later down the road.
1: And, <laughs> no kidding. You know, I wouldn't
0: want them to come home with me and make me sick and ill. Right. And they can do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, you know, once again, it's, you know, I help them as much as they help me. Mm-hmm. you know it's just like the living you know i help them as much as they help me you know i, I don't want to bring bridges with the dead and i don't want to bring bridges with the living
1: well you know and i think that's a that that story just actually gave me a little bit of the shivers that it was that um that clear that
0: well actually a lot of those rooms have fallen to the second floor so oh. you can't even walk in them there's no there's there's a there's a room but there's no floor in, in some of the rooms there's no ceiling Wow. Uh, the, the uh, fourth floor is gone. Wow. Uh, it's fallen through the third floor and gone into the second floor and they've been cleaning it up ever since.
1: See, and I just, that makes me sad.
0: Sorry. Yeah, it, it, it really is. It really yeah. is sad. Um, it's, it, it, it's, there's so much damage to the place that, uh, but I mean, they, they've literally, uh, changed a lot of things on there. Um, they've been, I know there's a company that purchased it about three years ago. They spent $10 million on, on purchasing it and putting in new structures. And, uh, they're, they're rebuilding the whole entire place. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, pretty soon it's going to look just like it did when they first opened in 1888.
1: Oh, that would be good. Maybe the spirits that are there would feel happier and wouldn't feel like they had to clean up all the time.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, know, because eventually, you know, what they have planned for this building is it's going to become a museum. Okay. They're going to make it so that that you can actually go into the third, on the third floor and walk around into these rooms that will exist later down the road. They've already put up a brand new roof up so it it does get covered when it rains now. Uh, Before some of the roof part, Portions were, were, uh, open and birds would walk in and animals and other things would be inside. Mm -hmm. Uh, now they have a brand new roof that they put up. It cost them almost $500,000. Oh my gosh. Well, I know. And this, you know, and it's, it's, uh, they put in so much, uh, remodeling of just making it safe for people to walk in. It's not even funny.
1: Wow. I mean,
0: they put in, uh, brand new sprinkler systems in throughout the entire building this building is made out of stone i mean the wood structures are still there the wood um you know some of the wood panelings are still in there everything is all original and they want to keep it as much as original as possible Mm -hmm. the doctor's office is all original um it's got doctor um you know equipment and everything it's all original from early 1800s on you know everything is all original, which is really nice, and it's all haunted too. Uh, but <laughs> you know, that's the thing. That's a you bonus know, for you. <laughs> a lot of different places, you know, that you see these days, they go, "Oh well, nothing here is original except for the building itself," and it's really sad, you know, because, and then when you find out, oh well, you know, you know, we did have stuff in here, but it was sold, or it, it, it had disease, and or or you know there were dolls here and and we had to throw the dolls away well that's the biggest mistake right there Mm -hmm. you know you start throwing stuff away that it is haunted and then all of a sudden the place is no longer haunted because when you throw stuff away you're throwing away the ghost as well oh the spirit that is attached to that item goes with the item and so And, and of course, if they are attached to that building or they are attached to that house or whatever, then they'll always be attached to that house until it burns to the ground Mm -hmm. or until you remove it Mm -hmm. or until you remove the ground. Mm
1: -hmm. I was going to say they'd still be on the grounds, wouldn't they? What's that? They'd still be on the grounds, I would imagine, wouldn't they? Or can they go somewhere else?
0: Well, they can go to other places. Um, It's very difficult that that's another story i'm gonna have to explain to you later we'll do that Um, later because we're right we're about out of time here (laughs) (laughs) well actually (laughs) it's very very complicated to explain it to you uh but you know what what's interesting is when we did get up to the third floor i was able to see a lot of the spirits a lot of the kids came out and they sat down with us and they make all the meters go off and i mean right on cue too i mean it was just perfect There was a couple of times when I'd be like, come on, come on over, you know, it's okay. It's not going to hurt you. Just come and touch it. You know, and the child would be coming over and, and he kind of, you know, it's like he, he wants to do it, but he's afraid. Right. You know, you know, and, and, and that, that's, uh, that happens a lot. A lot of times the kids, they don't. They've never seen the object before. They've seen it, but they haven't seen it. They want to touch it, but they're not sure if it's going to hurt them. You know, mm-hmm. and they they trust us, but they don't trust us. Mm-hmm. They they know that I can send them on to the next realm, a different realm, and send them away for ten thousand years, and they don't want that. And mm-hmm. I don't ever want to send them there. I've been able to do it in the past, and I've done it a couple of times, and I feel really bad for it, but. They kind of deserved it. Well,
1: it depends on who they are. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, they were pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and and that's the thing. You know, it's amazing on how cute they come up and they go, and I go and I go. Okay, he's about to touch it. He's about to touch it. Okay, he's now going to touch it. And then it goes off, and I get it right on cue. Right, right on filming. Right on everything. And people are like going, "Wow, that was great." You know, right. and I'm like, to myself." You have no idea what I'm just looking at here, you know? But it's just like a a regular child in a school, you know? You're looking at the child, and you tell the child, oh, it's okay, you come over and paint. You know, and they're like going, well, I don't know if I should, you know? Mm. And you're like going, no, no, it's okay, come on over here. You know, and then they finally get over there, and they're doing, and they're painting, they're like having fun, you know? They don't want to leave, you know? They don't want to stop. Well, spirits are the same way. They don't want to stop because once they start, it's like so much fun. It's so new to them. It's Mm -hmm. just as new to us as it is for them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you say, okay, you need to back away now. You need to stop. And they're like, well, no, I don't want to stop. This is too (laughs) much fun. This is too new for me. Because they know that we're not going to come back. Mm -hmm. It might be months. It might be weeks. You know, a day goes by for them and it's a year for us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know I mean it's just it, that's how it is mm-hmm. and, you know sometimes you get nothing you know sometimes uh, in fact the other group that was downstairs they got zero they got absolutely no evidence whatsoever and I was like oh my gosh we got so much evidence it wasn't even funny and they were like how is it every time you guys are on your own everything happens around you <laughs> And I was like, well, sooner or later, you're going to find out that there's more about me that you really know. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much that you as an author, my story would be more of like, I guess, like a dictionary. It is just <laughs> going to be so long.
1: Oh, it sounds like it. Although and I
0: just don't know exactly how much you're going to be able to like do because... There's just so much. Right. I, mean, I know. <laughs>
1: you might have to have and, volumes on
0: you. Yeah, each, uh, every single paranormal investigation that I've done, you know, I'm constantly being asked by certain people and they go, you know, why don't you write a book about it? That's the thing. I, I, I just can't. You know, I'm, I'm not good with words. I, I, I can't really pronounce them out very well. I can't even spell them out right. Um, I had I had learning uh, and speech development growing up, which I don't care if anybody knows about this. A lot of people know about this, to tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> You know, there, there's probably about 3,000 people that I graduated in, in high school with, and they all know who I am. You know, they, they've known me my entire life, mm-hmm. more than what my parents would actually be able to tell you. And, and so, you know, you know I, I can't just sit down and re- write a book. I wouldn't even be able to really, you know, I could videotape something, and I couldn't sit there longer than 15 minutes and watch it, and it would be about 10 hours long. Uh, It's just too much for me. I've got Mm -hmm. too much going on in my life and I just can't sit there for 10 hours Mm -hmm. or even sit there for an hour and just pay attention to certain things. That's okay. Um, You know, and so that's why you have an editor. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, that's why you have an editor. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, so, you know, or, or even having you as an author, you know I mean? You know, you could write the book for me, or, oh, I or, could do or, that. or 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 do whatever you want. You know, you, you can get all the credit for it. I, I oh, wouldn't care.
1: No, I wouldn't do As that, long but... as it got out
0: there, that's all it that really matters. Well, then
1: we, you know, we after first of all, we're gonna that now. Now you've got my my listeners I bet really interested because they're going oh is this going to be a book <laughs> and I will say to my listeners I don't know but it could be so what I'm going to do is end this um, so anyway I'm going to say this has been an amazing time an interview with you that you took this much time with us is so good it's so wonderful and I want to thank you for sharing your story and what I want you to do now is tell people where they can find you on Instagram and um, Facebook and any place
0: else Okay, so on, uh, on Facebook, Amador Paranormal Investigation and Research. Uh, A-M-A-D-O-R space P-O-P-A-R-A-N-O-R-M-A-L space Investigations and Research. Uh, and of course that's on Facebook, Instagram, par- uh, Amador Paranormal investigator, and that is A-M-A-D-O-R underscore P-A-R-A-N-O-R-M-A-L underscore I-N-V-E-S-T-I-G-A-T-O-R uh, you can put an at at the beginning of all of that, and that will automatically take you from your own Instagram. If you go into your search menu and then put at and then put Amador Paranormal Investigator with the underscores in between the two, and that will take you straight to our uh, Instagram uh, following page. Great. So go ahead and follow us or like us, and I'll follow you back as well. Great. Great. Um, Or you can add us on to Facebook. uh, Like our page. And if you have something that you want us to like, uh, we'll like it back. Uh, Or if you have something that you want us to follow, we'll follow you back as well.
1: Great. Thank you. Thank you. I really have had fun talking to you, Devin. And I'm hoping we get to do this again soon. Thank you again.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. Um, It was was a wonderful time, me, Mary, and... um, you know, and, and I can't wait to uh you know uh move on and and just you know do more um more recordings of this um and uh and give you more stories. Um I've got a lot a lot of uh, stories and we have a lot more investigations coming up. In case uh you know if any of your viewers uh watch uh Netflix um I have another story for you but I can't talk too much about it. Uh but uh uh, eventually, we
1: will be on Netflix as well. Oh, cool! Okay,
0: well, later, later on in the year. So <laughs> oh, what fun! You got something to look forward to. Uh,
1: yeah, boy. Okay, thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested. If you'd like to know more about me, go to maryannpoll dot com and or author masterminds dot com forward slash m-a-r-y dash a-n-n dash p-o-l-l until next time may the wind always be at your back the sun on your face and the good lord walk beside you